everyone, and welcome to the No Filler Nerds. This is episode four. Uh, before we get started, as usual, let me welcome back our other MCs to the podcast. First off, we has our we have our resident anime god that will destroy your favorites list with the snap of his finger, and will also perfectly balance your show watching experience. Jordan. Hi, Hokusaimas. Next, we have our stand user that was reincarnated onto this podcast and will solo level your outlook on geek culture. Anthony. I'm happy to be here. And next, we have our resident secret agent that will cause rebellion in the discussion from behind the scenes with his geos and always has a full counter ready for your argument. Brandon. What's up? And finally, last but not least, we have the man who has seen every timeline and knows all outcomes, but prefers to be the watcher and your narrator, your drunken dungeon master, me. Unfortunately, I am sober today, so that's not 100% true. So, as I said, this is episode four. Uh, those of you who watched episode three know that we decided last time that we were going to pick an anime to discuss today. That anime is Odd Taxi. Um, before we get into it, I believe Anthony has a summary or a synopsis, and so he'll, he'll kind of give us the lowdown of what our taxi was about. After Anthony does that, we'll kind of give our non-spoiler reviews, and then from there, it'll be spoiler territory as we go into deeper discussion. All right, let's get it. So, Odd Taxi is a story about a middle-aged walrus taxi driver who lives in a world with anthropomorphic animals. Atakawa, the protagonist of our story, a melancholic, asocial taxi driver finds himself in the middle of unrequested drama of his passengers and their journeys around Tokyo. A story full of mystery, intrigue, and quick-witted comedy. Follow along with the eccentric driver himself and how he traverses the wild adventure. I will say that I am so happy that Jordan introduced us to this anime because this was a 13-episode roller coaster. This went up and down. It had secrets being revealed left and right. And as soon as you forgot about secrets that it brought into the forefront earlier, it reminds you later on. It's like, hey, remember this? There are so many twists and turns within this story that any detail providing you with examples of the mysteries that are surrounding with the events that are going on are only going to spoil it for you. And that's something that I wouldn't want to do to anybody who wishes to watch this. So we're going to give our non-spoiler first. That's my review. Um, but I would recommend before we go on to our spoiler that you decide to watch Odd Taxi and come back and listen to the rest of this. On to Brandon. Okay. So I thought the art was really good. And I usually don't use this word like ever, but the characters were cute and that kept me interested. I'm not a furry, so let's clear that up right now. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, the uh, the story, yeah, kept me on the edge of my seat because I was wondering like how deep into the shit um, he's going to get dealing with uh, certain characters and Dobu and his antics. And how deep he was just gonna like drag him down with him, but uh, other than that, uh, if you like these short little thirteen episode things, they're pretty. This is a gem. Not to jump in, but for thirteen episodes, the amount of information and the quality of it is astounding. Right, and so uh, just to give my review, I'm actually going to backpack off of that. Um, there. And I guess this isn't necessarily a bad thing. This is, I guess, if there was an issue with this, the only issue I had, but it's not necessarily a bad issue, whereas there was some times where there was, like, a lot of information thrown at you, and a lot of times what would happen is there's stuff at the bottom, there's characters in the background talking, and I'm trying to translate it. You know, I, I don't have a shotting gun, so sometimes it was hard to see everything going on where I had to rewind it. But like I said, that's the only, quote-unquote, bad thing I had with it. As everyone else said, I love the mystery. I love the characters. And there's one thing that I've always loved about anime. I know it always does it on some level, but this one, I think, especially for me, is when it is when it teaches a lesson. Like, you know, is, there's a lot of self-reflecting in here and, like, a lot of real-world issues and how you can dig yourself out of them. So I, I that's something I definitely enjoyed about this show. You know, there, you know, a couple of them hit me in my feels. I was like, dang, you know what? I was taking notes. Like, so, um, like I said, just to keep it spoiler-free, uh, I enjoyed that show. Um, I enjoyed the show, and I really want a season two. I know it's not going to happen because for some reason, company is like, oh, this is really good. We're not going to make a season two. So um, 
the, the way you know things pr- progress made me really want a season two. So, uh, like I said, I'm gonna turn over to Jordan, and then after that, uh, we'll give our spoiler warning, and then we'll just have everything up for discussion. No, I just want to say, like, a lot of people, like Brandon, first Brandon, said he actually liked the art and, you know, what the characters look like. That might turn off a lot of people. And I would just say try to try to get past that. But if you can't, like, I understand there's plenty of stuff I can't watch just because the the style is just it, it's unbearable. But this I don't I don't think would fall into that category. I think you might not like it a little bit and then realize what the show's about and at least finish it despite you know not liking certain things but overall you know i found this you know just researching online back when it came out you know i try to keep up with all the new series that come out and this was highly rated and i just you know i saw the the thumbnail and was like what you know why is this up here and i found out i mean if you're listening to this there's a good chance you might have already watched it which is cool okay um i i don't have a uh I don't have any emos or sounds yet, but this is a spoiler alert. Hey guys, this is Ben. I'm the editor for the No Filler Nerds podcast, and I just wanted to let you know that there's some massive spoilers for Odd Tatsy coming up. If you want to skip these spoilers, skip to 36 minutes and 4 seconds into the show. You should be good from there. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Bye. This is a spoiler warning. This is a spoiler warning. This is a spoiler warning. At this point forward, uh, anything and everything is up for discussion. So if anyone wants to kick us off, you're more than welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see who figured out the ending before episode 10 or 11. Like that this guy had like a mental disorder and these people were not actually animals. They were people and he was just seeing everybody in that way. All right. So here's what happened. Here was my story of figuring it out. When Arakawa was in the doctor's office. And he was talking to Ogiki. I don't remember his doctor's name, but when he was talking to his doctor and they were going over like how he's feeling and why he can't sleep and stuff like that. I started getting a feeling. I was like, this isn't just like a routine checkup. He's like asking him about like serious things. So there's more to what's going on with him. And then later on, when he was talking to the alpaca, the nurse, when uh, she was in the back of his car, he's looking in the rearview mirror and he sees her. And then uh, she's like, she said, I'm surprised you noticed me or something along those lines. Right. And he was like, you are the only alpaca here. And then she kind of just like glanced over that. And at that point, I started paying attention and I realized that throughout the time, he was the only one pointing out what other people's what other animals they were. And so I realized at that point that I was just like, okay, I think we're in, and I'm going to tell a little bit more about this in detail, um, but I was like, I think we're in his side, his mind, and he's seeing these people as animals. And the only hint that gave that away was that nobody acknowledged him when he mentioned the the animal that he saw, like the calico cat. No one the mentioned same it. thing that happened with the alpaca kind of happened when they came to get the recording from his his cab. Yep. And they were like, he couldn't, he remembered who was in the cab by them being a cat. And then he, he was talking about what, it was a, a calico cat? And the yeah. dude was looking at him like, huh? What are yeah. you talking about? A calico cat? Yeah. <laughs> So like the, you said they didn't they didn't acknowledge it. They just were like, this dude's fucking weird and kept going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the other thing was how he was able to pick up on people's silhouettes so well and like other people being astonished at how he was able to pick up on that. So I was sitting there, I was like, it obviously looks like him. And then people are like, How can you see that? How can you tell? And I was just like, that's because he's seeing them as the animal shape that he knows them as. And other people are just like, this is just a silhouette. Like, how how are you able to tell what this is? So a, a lot of that was um, was kind of telling. But it wasn't until the very end when I really realized when the nurse and the doctor were kind of doing their background checking. And then the doctor was going really deep into Atakawa's background and everything like that. I was like, oh, he's had a traumatic event and that's what's happened. But it was early on when I had the thought of it. But it wasn't until towards the end when I actually realized that that was the full thing. But I did pick up on it early. 
So I know for me, it was it was kind of the same thing. Oh, uh, there was an interesting line. I think when he's talking to Yano, where Yano had said something about like a man. And I was like, what? Like, so it was like hints to me because I'd even texted Jordan. I was like, okay, it's got to be one of these three. I don't know which one, but it's got to be one of these three. And he's like, oh, one of those is right. And I was like, okay, so at least I'm not completely dumb. I wouldn't call you dumb, like anyone dumb for not figuring it out. It just, the show isn't made to like make it super obvious. There's just hints that you might pick up on things where if you watch it the first time and you're like oh wow that's what it is and if you decide to watch it again and catch those little things and be like oh everybody else has been a human this whole time and i just didn't figure it out right and to to finish off my point i think the biggest hint for me i think is something that anthony's mentioned earlier when um Garico was showing him the picture. He showed him a silhouette and he named the animal but then when he showed him a real animal he was like confused and i was like huh that that scene right there was the biggest indication for me that something was going on mentally. I was like, okay, what what what's going on here? One thing I wanted to add to what caught my eye as far as the animation, I thought the animation was very endearing to the world in which Arakawa lived in, right? Because all these characters stood out in the foreground very definitively. They were very well defined in the foreground. But if you look at the background of the entire world, everything kind of looks like it's drawn in like crayon or chalk. Like it's all kind of scratchy and like faded. And it's like Atakawa's living in just like this fantasy world. It's funny that you said that round was kind of like, like, you know, chalk or crayon because the trauma happened when he was a child. And since mm. then, when he started seeing things like that. So That's the, a good the point. crayon like hits it on the head. Now, Jordan, when you said, what, episode 10 or something? Yeah, so what was the given? Before, before they made it very obvious that something was off. Well, I was trying to remember, I guess, when events happened. So I kind of put it together after he was talking to the, the landlady. And when he was talking about his friend that got kidnapped and talking to him, actually, and he's like, I remember that time your mom broke a box or something like that. So at that point, for sure. But like I said, I was fishy when I saw a dog sitting out in the backyard and then another point, a cat walking across the street. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, why are there actual regular animals? And then they're actually animals. I'm like, do they go through a damn X mutation at a certain point in age? So I was like, okay. Yeah, this is this is he's seeing these people as animals because why the hell is there a dog in the backyard? And see, now I watched this probably, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago when the police came to check his apartment and they made it seem like the missing black cat was going to be like hidden in there somewhere. When they opened that closet, I guess, where they thought she was going to be or where they made it seem like they were going to find something and there was nothing there. And then he just left. There was a black cat there because that was wasn't that his pet. Mm -hmm. I think it was a stray because you remember she was a kidnap victim. So that's what made you think because the way he was talking to the cat was like, you can leave anytime you want. So it must have been a stray he picked up and is like, I'm not trying to, you know, own you really. But if you want to stay, you can. So here's what I realized. How much detail did you guys pay attention to the opening? Like the first episode? No. The, the opening oh, the intro, video. The intro, because it literally gives the entire story away. And I started picking up on it part of the way through. And I was just like, yo, I'm starting to real like putting more and more pieces together of like what the intro actually represents. There's so much hidden stuff in there that I don't know if I've talked to you guys about this before, but Mob Psycho 100 is probably one of my top five, top 10 animes of all time because of the meaning behind some of the the storytelling that they do. But the opening theme to the second season, it was one of my favorites because it blew me away with how many hidden gems and spoilers that it had throughout every single scene. And it looked so beautiful at the same time of having great music and incredible symbolism. This Mm -hmm. is exact same thing, but in a completely different way. It's drawn like an entry level animator what drew it for his a side project it didn't mm-hmm. look like something that was animated to a high quality but if you look deep at like everything that it's talking about we talked about the background being colored in in crayon or chalk or whatever it is so it represents like the kid's life 
And the same thing with all the opening theme was drawn in the same way for that same context. But the thing is, is in that intro, it tells everything. For example, that cat, it shows uh, the pet cat in the intro walking up to Arakawa while he's standing at the taxi and he kneels down and then the cat runs away. And then later on, it shows the, the closet door halfway closed or halfway open and it shows the cat's behind and tail. And then the thing circles around and it's Arakawa's head. Do you remember, you know that scene? Oh, wow. So I guess he's looking at the cat. A, that is just a yeah. cat in the closet the whole time. Hmm. Damn. I thought the intro music was very good. So every time the intro would start, I would just be lost with the music. So I didn't really catch, you know, the whole, like, I now that you're going over it, I'm like, damn, all that did happen. But I was too busy listening to the music. It took me about four or five episodes to not just listen to the music because every time I was saying the same thing, I was like, yo, this music is sick. And then when Yano was introduced, I was like, yo, this is my dude. dude. He raps the entire time. And that I've never heard better, smoother Japanese rap. Like every line that he delivered, I was just like, oh, I can't even understand what he's saying. Like, it, you know, as he's rapping in Japanese, but he did kind of like split up, split up some words in English. Like he said some here and there as well. When he, when he was very upset near the end, he was like, fuck oh, yeah. mom, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, y'all are not about to scam me. Hell no. <laughs> he One of my favorite villains, man. One of he my favorite awesome. villains. Yeah, one of my... Like, no matter how evil or bad he was in the show, hands down, because of that, one of my favorite villains. And just the music in general, like, some of the... I was just like, okay, okay. Like, my boss walked by, he's like, Brandon, how's it going? And I'm just over there, just, okay, okay, you know? Now, by the way, was he supposed to be, like, portraying, you know, that... was it, that teacher, comedian character that is kind of popular over there in Japan with the crazy hair and always has the, the gray suit and red sweater thing? Because it's in Batsu game a lot. They always do it. The music teacher or uh, whatever. I know who you're talking about. That's because he was kind of dressed... Know. He was dressed as that guy, for sure. They did have the two comedians and that, you know, they did the, the show like they do over there, the competition and all that. So there's a good chance that that is related. The, the, yeah, the Homo sapien dudes. Yeah. Those were actual comedians, like a com comedic duo in Japan as well. Man, I could I could go on and on about this music though. It is so good. Like every every song that they played in it and like every note that they hit throughout the entire thing was was meaningful, it felt like. Yeah, I, uh, about the Homo sapiens, I obviously you kind of said they're a real group, but I always thought of like Yamazaki and Tanaka. <laughs> like that, that's who I thought of every time I saw the Homo yeah. sapiens. I was thinking uh Hamada and Matsumoto. Yeah, Matsumoto. Matsumoto. Mm -hmm. It was just the, the the whole thing was what they what uh downtown does. Mm -hmm. They did. well, I think that's a lot of Japanese comedy in general. Like a lot of Japanese comedy is like that skit back and forth, just uh telling a story comedy kind of thing. Yeah. Like one of them says something, then the other one smacks him in the head and comes back with something else, and they just go back and forth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For people who don't know, these references are from uh, the Batsu game that they play every year over in Japan. It's a, a no laughing game, but the entire show is made to get the people to laugh so they can get hit. These are these are famous comedians in Japan, and they uh, are all part of a, a TV program called Downtown. And then, uh, yeah, they they put on this big event once a year. And I think it's like Japanese New Year when they do it. And it's a 24-hour lock-in event. And they put on this big show. Like, there's a big production of, like, events that take place and uh, scenarios to put them in to force them to laugh. You know, some of you guys might be familiar with, like, Silent Library. Like, that's where this stems from. That's kind of, this was, like, the original Silent Library. And they still do it today. Yeah, they created it. And then Viacom saw its popularity and decided to do Silent Library. Just like they came up, you know, they had Ninja Warrior. They brought Ninja Warrior over and you had, you know, MXC. And they decided to do whatever that show is on ABC where they purposely, you know, hurt the people to try and, you know, as they try to get through the course. But it's funny. Not as funny as MXC. No. But MXE was also like a parody thing. Like, I don't know how much of that was properly translated. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, like, it no, could it's have just been like all. the writing that made it so good. It could have been the exact same type of show as Wipeout, 
where they you know, they introduce them and they're like, yeah, I'm so-and-so and this is what I do. And they're like, cool, go ahead. And then when they dub over it, they're like, you know, it completely blow it into a different proportion like they do on MXC. That's a, that, hey, that'd be a dope job. It's like you and the staff just get high. Y'all watch the originals and just write the the randomest stuff. I mean, that's where that's where My Way Entertainment came from. You know, that's what they did. <laughs> but I, I did want to uh, point out, like, so one part of the show that I hate, and I'm not even, and it's not even directly to the show. It's, I hated the cop brothers, especially the older one. I want to punch that man. Like, God, like, like this, this dude's everywhere, you know? This yeah, dude's everywhere. You, you hated the cop brothers. What I couldn't stand was the damn friend, the monkey. He was the biggest simp I've ever seen in my life. This dude, dumbass, yeah. With, you know, getting loans from gangsters and gets himself kidnapped. You know, they could have, they were probably gonna kill this dude. All <laughs> for this chick. Who actually works with them yep the, the problem is jordan is that everything that this show talked about like hits actual real life issues yeah. like people yeah, go everywhere. through this stuff and it's it's sad to realize and, and thought he was gonna marry this chick like That's for real what, like that was so mind-blowing so so do you think he was a bigger simp than omai following uh the the girl the girl the girl the uh the idols the kid that won the lottery and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy 300,000 copies of this. It's a little mm. bit different in that way. That is a simp in a way of of like super fan, super fan. Like he's a, he's a super fan. like he met them in person and he wasn't like trying to like strangle them or like or kidnap you know, them. Yeah, he wasn't doing anything malicious. Like he just wanted to show his support. No, he was like super supportive. Yeah, it's just like having all the Funko Pops and stuff and you have a damn, you know, room full of them things and you're going to buy every single one because you like, you know, that that toy and also what they're doing with connecting it with, you know, what cartoons and other pop culture things. And I'll say the difference is, though, the fact that he didn't have money didn't change how he was acting. Like, he didn't go get loans out to, you know, support this group. He just happened to win a lottery that was put on by the group that he was supporting. So, you know, if, if it weren't for his support of them, he would have never actually won. Somebody else would have. He would have just been sitting there and doing whatever. Versus this guy went out of his way to try to, you know, fake this life. He made a fake profile on a dating app. He just, the, made a, you know, he made fake income. It was like yeah. actually him and everything, but he did fake his income because he wasn't getting any matches with what his current income was set up as. And then he followed up with, you know, it's, it's enough to just put on there that you make X amount and you really don't. And then when you actually go out with the person, they're like, oh, this person doesn't make whatever based on things they see. He went and took money out to actually portray the life of somebody who makes what he said he made until the point where it almost cost him his life. That is a whole new level. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're going to take out that much, you might as well get some eeks. I, I mean, that's all I'm going to say. Like, you would put your life on the line. He, he, he was shooting for it, but it never happened. And But I think that was part of just because he wasn't, like, aggressive like that, you know? Yeah. He was trying to let the money talk. What was the name of the uh, the hustle? What do they call it? A badger honey badgering or or badger just badgering? Game. It's like a badger game, yeah, yeah. Which I actually ended up having a Google search on that episode. I was like, oh, this is like a legit legit thing. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, I've seen a couple of movies. Yeah, there's a couple of movies that I've seen that do the same thing. I think, oh, God, now. I've forgot what it was called it was on the tip of my tongue but i know it's like a girl meets a, a married guy on a train and then they kind of make eye contact and over time they kind of build this relationship and then they end up finally going to a hotel and then somebody breaks in and robs them and she was in on the whole thing right yeah so one of it was to get them in the hotel alone so mm -hmm. your goons could come in and rob them well, let's, I say let's let's get to the next uh, jump to the next topic. So we're not talking about spoilers for the whole thing, so people can hear some other stuff just in case. <laughs> I agree, but I want to say one other thing: the about the top the social topics that they had was the the cat with the gotcha game. Man, that stuff. Oh, that, that was stuff, scary. That, yeah, that's like that was like some real stuff right there. Like that that guy was actually obsessed, and you've seen people like I I know I've seen people that get way too into this kind of stuff. And end up spending way too much money, and then 
their life is revolved around this thing because they've invested so much time and, and money into it. And to see his psyche change from the type of person that he was to where he ended up. He, he turned into a killer. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of damage that those kind of things, those addictions can do to a person. And I thought it was so genius, like how everything tied back around to that from that ditch 11, like his early story of how he lost that that online auction and how his life was a spiral from that point on and then turned all the way back around to eventually be Dobu who was ditch 11 from the beginning and it was just like you're the actual reason like Otakawa was was the reason why he snapped but you're the reason why my life's been in shambles yeah. and so just seeing like the sheer realization he's, he's, about about it too. <laughs> <laughs> he's about to jump man he was about to end it all after that too and, so. and, kind, and kind of the backpack off of that, like one thing, and maybe you guys might differ my opinion, is like, I think that this show is trying to show that even though there's quote unquote bad people, it's definitely shades of gray. Like Dobu, for example, obviously yeah. Dobu's bad, but he helped out Kabasawa with the social media stuff. He had that man confess and he realized like he was doing all that because he, he essentially hated himself. Like Dobu set him straight, even though Dobu did bad things, he still, like he said, he still had a line of justice. So... I mean, he took that man's car money, but hey, he set him straight. It's like that. That's some media. He's living off the likes. He's high off those likes. Them clicks and yeah. likes. That yeah. was it all out. That was another thing that was in the opening and in the intro. Like, if you see his part, he's looking at a cell phone screen and you see like the like pop up. And then his, it's like a, uh, an inflation. His head blows up like a balloon. And then there's mm. no likes. And then his head deflates. And it's just like, that's, oh, that's the I type of, that. that's the type of, Details. yeah, that's the type of feeling that social media can put on a person. And that's the kind of strain that people can actually take on their egos and their self-confidence is, you know, worrying about how other people see you. Definitely. He was just trying to make up events to to go viral instead of yeah. just happening. You know, he's trying to force these these viral events. Man, open up a store selling fake news and everything, man. Yeah. I'm going to get you, Dobu, and all these people donating. You up there in the penthouse. No refunds. For them to fit all of that into 13 episodes is like yeah. hats off. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. The storytelling alone was something that was, you know, worthy of nomination because of how well they told every bit and piece from beginning to end. They really released like very specific details that that kind of gave hints. But like, I mean, the opening scene was the body wrapped up with bricks falling into the ocean. It was just like. What's that? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. He doesn't even address it except for saying that there's a missing girl. But they backtrack the kind of placement that you put with those two things linking together. You're like, okay, there's a missing girl and you see a body that's sinking. So obviously that's the missing girl. But then it shows Otakawa looking in the his closet and then you're led to believe, oh, he's... he's with him he's got her yeah it's just like did he kidnap her but then he's like you're welcome to leave i'm not keeping you here and so it's just like okay now i've got questions and it was it was the rest is history because like that that's that's where it caught me it's like i had three questions immediately like all right who's sinking who was kidnapped and how is this guy linked to the kidnapping or the girl sinking if at all saw his friend you know taking out those loans my thought was oh they killed him <laughs> i was like he's the one sinking they wrapped his ass up and dropped him in the, in the <laughs> well that's kind of what i was thinking i was like is this a time event that i'm missing like is there some type of like cross time that that's like this is actually taking place at this point in time and this story is taking place at this point in time so that's why i was kind of like uh am i supposed to be piecing timelines together right now because i thought the same thing i was like like oh well I think probably once that's once they once he got kidnapped. I mean, that's where I was just like, yeah, because they already had him tied up and were beating the shit out of him. So it was like, but I think by that point they already once he was getting jumped and they you know they caught him or whatever. They already revealed enough to be like the girl. The, the girl's already dead. Like we know she's dead. Yeah, you. I think you're right. I think they the probably like the episode before was the focus on the the dog, the the idol. Yeah. See, I thought she ran away, and she and then he was protecting her because he, you know, he doesn't want to get involved with her stuff because that'll make shit bad for him. 
So right. he's letting her hide and he's going about his business. So he's like, while he's gone, you know, she's in the apartment. And that I, I think that was an intentional misdirection too. Like they did that intentionally because at the same, in the same breath, they, they mentioned that the girl contacted her parents and said that she ran away. So they called it off. So it was an intentional misdirection to make you think all of these things are going on. And then they're just like, ha, psych. And I will say another intentional misdirection that got me. I actually thought uh, Oda Call was an undercover cop. Hmm. So hear me out. So uh, I think it was like episode like 11 to 12. They showed that the brothers had gotten like the same adoption people that helped out Oda Call helped the brothers. And they gave the, the brothers the same charm that Oda Call has on his taxi cab. And then there was another and then there was another part with Big Damon where Oda Call was like, oh, I guess we're on the same side now. He's like, oh, we've always been on the same side. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And then just Otakar was just so smart in the way he moved. I was like, yo, this dude's like an undercover. Like, like he had the shirt and everything. Like he was an undercover cop. So that that was one of the things that I thought. I was like, well, maybe Otakar was like acting like a taxi driver, but he's like he's like deep undercover or something. Like that was one of the things that I always assumed. But obviously that wasn't the case. But and, and I want to say one more thing. I don't say like that scene when he hopped off the bridge. That was nice. Like that was that was super well done. Oh man. And how like it showed all the different viewpoints and everything. I was just like, man, that was that that one really hit me. Like I I really enjoy stories that are told for multiple segments that kind of all align at one point like that. How that did, where everybody's yeah. story naturally led them to this specific area, and it was organic in how it never felt forced. Like only a couple of them were forced, and that was only because they were following Otakawa, you know, but. Like where the the cat was about to jump, and then uh, um, the 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 hippo kid with the social media was there to basically just be like, "All right, let's start something new from this point on." You know, he was trying to take his next step forward, and he just happened to be there. And then just everything lining up. But when Otakawa jumped that bridge, and he was like silhouetted in the moonlight, and you had the money flying out, and everybody giving their reaction, and like what. Otakawa did for each one of those characters in their own yeah. way, good or bad. He was the central point and everything revolved around him, regardless of his fantasy world that he lived in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and actually, because a lot for a lot of shows, after I watch it and after I figure everything out, I go to Reddit to see other people's views and opinions. So, so one of the big discussions, um, at least on Reddit for the last episode, is now that you know we figure out what happened to the missing girl and then the girl finds Otakawa and gets us to his taxi. Like, you know, there's a big debate of does Otakawa like do her like she does everyone else or does she actually get the jump on Otakawa and kill him? You know, since it's an open ending, since it's an open, open ending, like obviously we don't know, but that was a big discussion where people were saying, nah, I think Otakawa gets killed by her. And then other people saying, no, Otakawa, Otakawa has been like top flight the whole episode. He's not going to let this girl, you know, get to her and i just want to know what are your opinions on that i'd have to go back but you know that pin that she had in her hand at the end i could have swore i saw that in his visor Mm -hmm. um that pin is in every episode by the way okay you didn't notice that it's in every single episode it's important for some reason but i can't figure out what it is Mm. um but i noticed it in every episode it's not necessarily always that like it's it's that that shape whatever that is that like heart in a pin but that that is all over the place throughout and it's even in the opening theme there's a there's like a billboard that has it mm-hmm. but it has some tor- some some type of significance so they went out of their way to purposely put that in every single episode mm-hmm. so yeah uh, it wouldn't with the way this show has been i don't think it's a coincidence we just haven't figured it out <laughs> which is cool you know that's good if you know what it means, let us know too, because I'm I'm still curious. I'll probably end up looking it up, but still. Yeah. Maybe some of the listeners have seen it and they can, you know, throw some comments up there or whatever. Let us know what they think. Yeah. If you've seen Odd Taxi, let us know. Let us know what you thought about it. If we missed anything, if we got anything wrong. No, we, we've been talking about spoilers. There's still things that we haven't even spoken about from the show yet. Yeah. <laughs> even though we've been talking about it for a minute, there's, you know, there's still details and, and things that happen that we, we just didn't spoke about. There was, you brought that up and there was one other thing that, oh, oh. The my my thought on that. So this whole time, Atakawa's like been on the top of his game because he has an uncanny 
uncanny ability to to recognize people. Somebody got into his car. He's like, I know this person. This, mm-hmm. or this you know, I've seen this person, this animal before. And then when the the girl, um, the black cat girl, got in, he was like, That's not the same girl that got in when yeah. got in that one time. So that kind of revealed something, right? But now that at the end he doesn't have the same vision he had before because he have the same capabilities. And I say, no, I say, I don't think he does have those same capabilities. I think that's what made his, his ability to point people out. So special was that he saw them as animals, specific animals. And knowing that now he sees everybody as human. I don't think he recognizes that girl. So I don't think he knows who she is. You must have been you must have been reading the same Reddit because that was one of the main points that people were bringing up. Like they don't think that was what I thought about at the end. Yeah, I didn't I didn't read anything on this on the ending, like as far as a hypothesis. But that's that would be my direct feeling on it based off of the details provided. Unless the pin is the key. <laughs> hey man, you maybe I, I I need to find I need to go back and look and see which parts that pin shows up in. And why it shows up in that specific part, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Before we move on, um, there's one more thing, uh, taxi related. One more, one more. Uno mas, uno mas. Uh, it's it's another it's another dis- it's another discussion question. So um, <clears throat> this isn't meant to be argumentative or get heated, but I am going to use One Piece in this discussion. So so we know. <laughs> all right, now so we know that One Piece and Odd Taxi are both good at world building. They do it in their own ways. And they're, they're both world building. Like, there's no disputing that. So my question is, when we talk about an anime in general that's world building, is it more black and white thing where it's like, oh, that's world building. That, that's, that anime has amazing world building and we leave it at that. Or is there, is there kind of levels to it? So, for example, I would, when it, when it, like, in video game terms, I would consider Odd Taxi GTA and I would consider World Peace Skyrim. So, as far as GTA goes, generally... In GTA, when you're playing GTA, the world revolves around that character. So if you're downtown in San Francisco Bay, you know, uptown, nothing's happening until a character, a main character or sub character moves into that area. Then that's when the world starts to react. Whereas in Skyrim, you can be all the way across the map, but those people still in River Run are still going outside, doing their routines, living their life. So that's that's kind of how I pictured it. And that's not to say that one is better over the other. It's just to open up the discussion as far as world building and anime. Do you guys think it's more? You, you could disagree with me. Do you think it's more black and white, or do you think there's levels and different styles to world building? Before I let him go, I'm gonna say we could actually cut spoilers from here out and just talk about you know the what you know the topic you brought up without yeah. ruining anything for anyone, so that people yeah. have a point to come back to. You know, this is the end. This is the end of spoilers, but I'll have this marked, of course. You know. Um, in my over my overlay. All right, go ahead, uh, Mr. One Piece. All right, all I'm going to say about this is that there are levels to world building because there are plenty of stories that are much shorter that do a great job of world building to where you get the full understanding and feeling of what's going on in that world and how that world reacts to whatever the social dynamic is of that world. They, they show you with, with symbolism. They show you with actual events. It's kind of portrayed in the background. You see everything. You know, you take something like Gurren Lagann and it's, you know, 26 episodes or whatever it is. And it goes from, spoiler warning for Gurren Lagann, it goes from being underground where it's literally a kid with just a drill digging through a hole, being as small of a space that you can possibly envision to being in the largest space galaxy fight of entire existence. They are literally throwing galaxies at each other in the, in the final fight. And that lasted in 26 episodes. And the way that that world building happened was basically just this mass production of world generation that happened in the background. Um, you know, after, after the time skip, there was a, an amount of technological advancement that couldn't be matched in history previously. And it was because of the the spiral power that they figured out about. And that type of world building is completely different than what One Piece does. One Piece does it on a completely different level where it separates everything and lays everything out on a full map. Iconic, 
because of, you know, a, a, a treasure map, right? But if you lay everything out on a map, that's how One Piece's world is actually set up. It's like everything is separated in its own right, but everything is still on one map and still building its entire world. But everything is growing differently and in their own way. And it shows you through each step of the process. It's a long drawn out journey. Uh, and you know, the pacing can be, could be better, but how they build their, their, their background and their world and, and the characters and how everything works within each other between the pirates and the civilians and the Navy and everything else. And the battles that they have, there's reasons for it because they've proven that with the entire world building leading up to this. Odd Taxi uh, has amazing world, like amazing pacing, by the way. That was something I was very impressed with for having so much and doing so much. Like the pacing never felt boring to me. Absolutely. Yeah, they did. They did a very good job of the pacing. It was it was back to back. Even the even the writing and like the dialogue was quick witted. A lot of times, like there were a couple times where I had to like rewind and and rewatch what they said because they like cut the context so quickly. And I was like, oh. I, I didn't catch that. Now let me let me rewind. But they did a very good job with their pacing, and their world building was was done in a different way. Like you said, it's you know they they kind of all revolved it around Atakawa. Like it didn't feel like any other pieces were moving without Atakawa already knowing about it, or it's being centered around him in some way. And with One Piece, like obviously you have Luffy and the Straw Hats, but everybody in the entire story is their own protagonist. Like they act as if they are their own protagonist. Nobody in that story is acting as if they are not the one to make their own decisions or have their own life or, or whatever. Just to answer his question. Yeah. I mean, there's different levels of world building. I myself don't pay attention to that too much. As long as it's, you know, the show's entertaining and it's something I want to watch. But what I was going to add in was for Odd Taxi, it, it does continue to follow that main character. But could they not have shown each individual character's story on their own and then linked everything up at the end and had like a hundred episode thing? Yeah, that would have worked. And it all comes back to like them getting in his taxi at some point. All of the hippo stuff. All of, you know, the monkey and his thing, you know, go into detail with, you know, each, you know, the idol singer, you know, could have went into detail with her, could have went into detail with the the comedians. Each each character could have had, you know, five, ten episodes per person and still built up this huge or it could have built up this huge thing. But focusing on that one person was able to get everybody and still be good. So that's, I mean, just the question is, do y'all feel like this could have been a larger thing and still been good? I don't think it would have been necessary. Like, I think that the the amount of detail that they gave to each character was necessary for the story itself. And that's what they did a very good job of. They told the backgrounds of those key characters of the key points that led them to this event. They showed their kind of personality and and what they've gone through or what what led them to this and that was all that was necessary for the story because the story still focused around Atakawa like it wasn't trying to tell everybody else's story it was still focused around him and i get to add to that i i think maybe a, a second season like i said i think a second season i mean it, it, the first season wrapped it up everything so perf so nicely but i think just you know especially like we talked about with you know how things ended i think a second season would be really nice and then you know adakawa adjusting to how things are now i think that would be interesting to see could you stretch it out longer of course but you know kind of like i said like i don't know at that point what else you would really talk about unless you really want to you know keep up as far as what everyone else is doing in their stories yeah i mean if if their intent was to push that story farther and greater and larger than what it was then yeah, they definitely could have, but I don't that that obviously wasn't what they were what they were going for with this particular story. Yeah, and a second season would probably throw us off. You know, humans now it it lose the charm. People probably wouldn't. No, I agree. You know, like the second season. Mm -hmm. And with um, 
you know, something like One Piece, it is trying to get you involved in everybody's lives. You know, even some of the side characters that you don't think that you should know their background, like it tells you their background because it their background is explaining what led them to this point and it tells you why they are the way that they are like you know for example there's there's some characters um later on that you'll get involved with but there's one character who is an antagonist and he is dressed up like a baby and you are just looking at it like this is the most absurd why why this is so dumb and then it shows the background story and your opinion changes. And I promise you, if I'll you, see about that. were to experience that, you your opinion sways. Even though you still look at it as like, it's still ridiculous, you at least understand it. And that's what they do so well. It's just like, wow, I, I get it. That, that's, Man that's, babies. I won't go farther into why he is, but it's so stupid. But it, the, his background story, once it gets into it, it's just like, Hmm. I got it. So, um, that was definitely a good discussion about uh, Taxi. Uh, we stopped spoilers a while ago, but uh, I, I definitely think, like I said, you know, maybe, maybe if not tonight, um, we'll have another watch along where someone else recommends something that we all watch and review for next week. Or maybe we might do a game this weekend, like Monopoly or something. We'll have to see. But now moving on to a to a secondary topic, I think one that I had mentioned last week. This is spoilers, but not for anything in particular. We're just talking about spoilers in general. How do we feel about spoilers? What will be constituted as a spoiler? So certain things that we're okay with getting spoiled and whatnot. So I'll just give a brief overview of mine real quick, and then we can just open up the floor to anyone that wants to go. As far as me, like I said before, game spoilers, I'm okay with. They don't, because, you know, games, you're more interacting, you're playing it, so that doesn't offend me as much. But with the movie spoiler, especially with something that I really want to watch, and I've been preparing for it for months, and then I get spoiled, like, I get pretty triggered, like, punch a wall triggered. I don't break the wall. Hey, man, Kyle. I'm not, I'm not a Neanderthal, so I don't break the wall, but I, I do, I might hit it a couple times. But movie spoilers, show spoilers, or no-go, especially if it's something hot. And it's something that's like, you know, coming out every week. You know, I generally try to avoid Facebook and Twitter because I I know someone's going to spoil it because, you know, people do get their rocks off on that kind of stuff. So for me, you know, video game spoilers, I'm okay with the movie TV show. It's a no go. Even E3 conference. When uh, like a new movie comes out and the commercials progressively show more and more each time. Yep. You couldn't catch it like the first couple of days it came out. Now the commercial is showing half the movie. Like what, 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 how you feel on that? Yeah. It's like box office. There's a number one in the movie and it's showing like the big climactic event in big that scenes. Yeah. Something that they they wouldn't never show before the movie came out. But exactly. since you didn't go jump in the theater and catch it the first, you know, weekend, now they're like soon enough. We're gonna give you a reason to see the next one on the first weekend. <laughs> We're gonna ruin it. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Um so I, I I essentially agree with you. I say the same thing, like spoilers, just keep it to yourself. If you know about it, like great. But that's like one of my issues with series that are dropped all at once instead of episode by episode, week by week is because there are people that will just watch everything night one and then go on social media or do whatever it may be and just post everything that they feel about it. And even though I'm not like actively looking for it or, you know, they don't tag that it's a spoiler or anything. They just release like everything, you know, they give all their, all their opinions on it. And I just happen to be reading and like halfway through, I realized, oh, this is something I wanted to see. But now I know what's going to happen. You know, stuff like that. A lot of times now, people will get spread everywhere. You know, first night it came out and then start making memes about it. And it's like, you don't even know why the meme is funny because they ruined it. George, now you've done this stuff. (laughs) I might share some of those memes because I'm one of the people who will watch stuff quickly so that things do not get ruined and for the simple fact that i want to see the whole the story play out you know i'm not i don't mind waiting and watching stuff week after week but if i can watch everything in you know like two sittings i'm gonna do that just so i can yeah why not wouldn't be like okay that was nice or that was bad whatever and then keep it moving on to the next show you know i'm watching like 10 different shows at once if i can get one done quickly that's what i'm gonna do 
Uh, uh, as far as the memes go, I, so there's only one that I'm okay with, and I post them myself. So you guys might hate me, and you might be blaming Jordan for something that I posted. I, I actually post the no context spoilers, so like where it's like four pictures, but but then there's no context to them. Like those, I'm okay with. I've seen those, and I'm just like, huh? So those are okay with hmm. me, but like straight out spoilers, I can't stand. But the no context ones, those are generally pretty funny because it's kind of like if you know, you know. If you don't, there's no context to them. I agree with that mostly. But at the same time, there's some that still like give events away. Like there's things that happen or the whatever the thing, whatever the picture is that they show, it's obviously directing it You'd to be a able specific to put it together. Yeah. yeah. Like you saw it without context, but when it came close to that part, it spoiled it for you in the moment. Like, damn. Before the action. Still- yeah, that still upsets me. Like, if I'm aware of something that's about to happen because of somebody mentioning something or showing me something, that's an upset. That, yeah. That's upsetting in the moment. I would give one example: Star Wars Episode Nine. Remember that the script was leaked, and a bunch hmm. of people saw and read the script and knew everything that was going to happen in the movie already. Well, I intentionally avoided everything leading up into that. I was just like, nope. I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to look it up. I'm not, I'm staying away. I'm avoiding anything that I could possibly until opening night. And then I went to dinner with my friend who's not like the biggest star Wars fan. He has watched the movies and that's essentially all. But during dinner, he was like, I read this one theory that blah, 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 blah was going to happen. And, and like literally read out the entire ending of the movie. And I was just like, huh, that'd be weird, but okay. And then it leads up to like the first thing that he said. And I was just like, I kind of gave him a side eye. And then it was just like step by step. And I was just like, the fuck? You motherfucker. So that whole time I was just pissed off. Cause I was just like, Damn. he was, he was right because he didn't know that he read the actual synopsis of the script. Uh, the actual. He had no idea that he was actually reading what actually happened. He thought he was reading a theory. So Yeah. That kind of shit, when it spoils it, when it's in the moment and it's being spoiled for me, it's like, well, that kind of ruins its luster, but... Here's spoilers real quick. I don't mind them, and I'm not going to get upset over them. Sometimes, most of the times, I actually look for them. Or like, if I'm reading a manga and it's new, I'm looking like I, I'm not going to know anything they're saying, but I'm going to read the raw and go oh, through it. You, damn, you do that? I, I will read the raw. And then wait for someone to translate it and then go back and read it again. It's not ruining wow. anything for me. If if anything, me seeing certain spoilers just makes me want to see it or read it or experience it that much more. So it's just, I, I mean, I, I get where y'all are coming from. You, you feel as if they've taken something from you. And for me, it's like they've given me a reason to watch something or to continue something or to get to a certain point in something. Like, for example, I saw a like a spoiler image from I think it was like Jujutsu Kaisen or it was something else. It was one of those. And I was like, okay, I need to read this so I can get up to wherever that is and figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah, that's how I've been or or used to be. But uh, that's kind of what got me on the One Piece thing is like I told you with uh, our friend Wallace showing me that whole fight scene pretty much. And but also with that, I know how deep into the show it kind of is that I'll definitely forget about it, especially if I still didn't plan on watching One Piece, even what those years ago or two years ago that he showed me that scene. So that, that, yeah. And I used to do that with Bleach too. I, I did read the Raws because when it started getting like deep into the, the last arc or even before that, I was like, okay, I can't wait. Show me what the fuck's about to happen. This is sick. Yeah, I was like, I, I have to know or whatever because everything that's happening is damn too nice right now. So I was impatient as hell and it was perfect. A lot of times the raw will come out like a week in advance. So yeah, that's, like, that's what it was, it was happening you, you with know, that. You skim, you skim through it, you see what's happening, like, oh, damn, this is nice. And then you go back and you actually read it and see what, you know, read what the dialogue is and what's going on. And you're like, damn, it's even yep. better. Yep. I'm, well, let me ask this, though. So is, is that for is that just for anime, you guys like that or for movies and stuff as well? Like spoilers don't really affect you. 
Yeah, they, movies, movies in general, I avoid games. It's specific, like movie type games, like The Last of Us, and you pretty much all the Naughty Dog things. I don't want to see any of that shit. I want to play through it myself because that's a movie. You're just contr- in control of it. But like seeing the end of what the new Halo Infinite, I wouldn't even be mad. I'd I, I wouldn't care if I saw the ending of that campaign like tomorrow or something. I'd be like, oh, that's tight. So it just depends for me with uh. Yeah. The genre or i guess the media type there you go <clears throat> level because i mean i don't know about other people for but for me i'm normally reading through the walkthrough and you know going along with stuff to help get through the game and make sure i'm getting all the items and all that so it's not i mean it's and you're not it's trying horror, yeah but it's helping me get stuff i want enjoy in it. the game and enjoy it better so it's like i mean it's not ruining anything for me it's helping me as far as games go movies like i said here's another example back when i think it was the wolverine movie came out they put out a like a leaked version of the whole movie where the animation wasn't complete so like there was a scene oh, where i remember that like a plane flying and oh, instead yeah, they were right. like <laughs> Like some cubes and cylinders <laughs> just like floating around in the middle of nothing. And then you see like a like a small box fly off one of the rectangles, which was supposed to be, I guess, Wolverine jumping off the plane or something. Oh, I watched that whole thing. I watched that whole movie. I wouldn't, you know, it's like, okay, I saw this. Now I'm going to go see the actual thing. Seeing it in a different light than like the original, the way that it's viewed doesn't really upset me. So, like, Jordan, you and I watched Final Fantasy VII Advent Children at mm-hmm. that house that we had uh, that Halo tournament. Oh, the Halo thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Me too. And we watched it in Japanese, no subtitles. Yep. That was fine. Like, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, I could watch that. Like, going through and, and just capturing what how it's being presented in its real light, uh, regardless of, of knowing exactly what they're saying, I still had fun watching that. So those kind of things don't really bother me, but it's when somebody is intentionally taking something away from my movie watching experience of whatever it is or movie or TV show or whatever. And what I realized, Jordan, is that you Hmm. want the, the, the series to just straight up entertain you. And that's, that's fine. I, I realize that that's what you're, you're getting at now. I, myself, like to get lost within these stories. I like to envision these stories to be taking over. And I, I want to experience everything within. So I want to know how these characters are feeling. And I, I get emotionally attached to things way too much when it comes to certain anime. And I become involved. And if something is taken away from me, like, you know, somebody telling me that somebody dies or, you know, an event that's going to happen or something along those lines, leading up into those events, it's not as big of a shocker. And that is taking something away from me because some of those moments, some of those death scenes are some of the biggest moments in movie watching experience for a lot of people. I mean, look at like Game of Thrones, the viral videos that went out of people's reaction to certain events. Oh, yeah. You didn't watch it? No. That, that's fine. That's fine. It's not his, that's not his taste. I know, I know it's not his yeah. thing, but... Hey, it took me a while to get into Game of Thrones, too. I didn't get into Game of Thrones to the end of season one, and I had to struggle through that one. But after yeah. that, I was I was good. I watched season one when it was coming out, episode by episode, and I had not heard of Game of Thrones prior to. So I didn't know anything about the book series prior to it. After me the either. first season, I was hooked, and I read book one through five of A Song of Ice and Fire and loved every minute of it. It's a lot of fucking well, reading, and it's probably my... It, and then you read ahead. Exactly. Yeah. I know. One of the rare times. One of the rare times I feel like he's done that. One of the very, very few times I've ever read ahead in a story was Game of Thrones. Uh, anyone is, does anyone else have anything else to add before we close? Hey, I want to say uh, a couple of new animes that I've been watching. Okay. So I think it's Fina, Pirate Princess on Crunchyroll, mm-hmm. and Adult That's Swim. Correct. Adult Swim is, it comes out 12 a.m. on, I think it said Saturday. I think it's Saturday Dub- night. 12, yeah. Dubbed, and then Crunchyroll. The same exact time sub. So, like, depending on how you want to watch it, you got to pick Adult Swim or Crunchyroll app. And it's only three episodes currently. And I think the animation and the direction in which the storytelling and the characters are, 
like how deep the characters like the, like the, how much their personality shows through the animation and the the dialogue like i think it's going to be very likely going to be a top tier anime and i think everybody should look out for that yeah based on my my three episode judgments which is where i just I, like any series i'll give it three episodes to be decent to decide if i'm gonna keep up with mm-hmm. it 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 passed it does look like it'll be what he what he said it'll be good what's your next uh show is that it well before he does that i just want to say one one sentence i finished castlevania on netflix the animated series if you haven't watched that yet definitely check it out it is amazing top tier western animation at its finest absolutely i think i think that those 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 guys who do the animation for castlevania i have no idea who they actually are but that that uh that group does does a hell of a job well despite um what i've heard i decided to start watching wonder egg priority i mean for me it seems all right so far i'm on episode four i'll see where it goes from there it's it's interesting enough to where i you know i want to see how it plays out for the game side of things the uh new 12 minutes game is really interesting if you like time loops and sci-fi twilight zone type stuff I want to thank everybody again for listening. Uh, this is episode four of the No Filler Nerds. Wow, I almost said drunken thoughts. Almost got me. Um, of the No Filler Nerds. Um, this is your host, Brandon, once again. And, uh, of course, closing out, we have Jordan. See you. Anthony. Yo, I'm out. Appreciate you. And Mr. Brandon. Thanks for listening. All right. Yeah, well, as Brandon said, thank you again for listening to the No Filler Nerds podcast. See you again.